While I had been out pigeon hunting, I had been all the while concerned for my safety. Until the Templeton ghosts had appeared, I had been certain that at any moment I was about to be caught and whatever terrible plans the pigeons had for me would become my fate. I did not consider the even more terrifying possibility that I wasn't their only target anymore. Here's Harris's account of the very same day. I headed out into town to do some errands a little later than Libby. It was getting closer and closer to the end of October, and I wanted to start getting some supplies for our Halloween party. It was a cold, crisp day. Perfect for shopping. I sent Libby a message to see how she was around mid-morning. By this time she'd replaced her phone with a spare, and I contacted her at about eleven to see how our expedition was going. I was worried for her. Her encounters with the pigeons, as well as my own experience with them in Pollock Park, and of course the ghost village, had left me afraid for us. Libby had made her own choice to face this new world head-on. I was less sure. The dead didn't really need us, and I wasn't certain that I didn't need any more contact with it than I already had. Francis was quite enough for me. Libby messaged me back around half an hour later, saying she was okay and that she hoped I was well. I responded, asking if she wanted food brought home. Then I got into a busy shop and my signal dropped. I didn't look at my phone again for a good couple of hours. When I had a chance, I saw that, yes, she wanted me to bring home food for later, and that she was still fine and hoped I was well still too. I said I was again and headed towards the Sainsbury's on Buchanan Street. My feet and back were aching from walking, and I said as much in a text. It made me feel a little better to know that later we'd be eating together and telling each other about our days. Twenty minutes later, I got another text from Libby. This time it was different. She texted me that something bad had happened and that she was worried. Instantly, I felt dread begin to swirl in my stomach, and I texted back asking if she was okay and if she needed help. There were several long minutes before she responded. I stopped what I was doing. I found it impossible to concentrate on anything but my phone. When it buzzed, I opened the message as fast as possible. It said that she was in trouble, and she needed me to come and get her. I asked a location and dashed out the shop, abandoning my basket. I pulled on my coat, grabbed my things, and was out the door when Libby texted again, saying she was at Glasgow Green, near the east side, and to come quickly. I began to run. I was down on Argyle Street, trying not to bump into other people, when my phone began to buzz. Libby was calling me. I picked up, trying to explain through the noise of traffic that I was on my way. It took a few minutes of both of us talking over each other before I realised something was off. Libby didn't sound scared, she sounded confused. Then she asked me when I would be home. Home? I stopped running and stood in the middle of the pavement, looking at my phone in confusion. I could hear Libby asking me what I was talking about and responded with something vague, then said I would be home soon and hung up. I moved out of the way of the crowds and began to look through all the messages from earlier, trying to figure out what was going on. Every one of them had Libby as the sender. An idea came into my head, and I looked into my phone's contact list. Under Libby's name was her new number, and her old one. Both came up with her name. The phone call was from the new number, but all those texts from throughout the day were from the old one.
Glasgow Ghost Stories is written and produced by Libby Thomas. This week's narration is by Harris Jones. The theme music is by Kevin MacLeod and can be found on the Free Music Archive. Sound effects are from freesound.org. Thanks for listening. It's a bit weird swapping roles with Harris, but probably not as weird as chasing down the wrong Libby. Let's hope it doesn't get any more dangerous for poor Harris. 